Uh-oh, stream time alert. Woo, woo, woo. You know what that sound means. It's now streaming. Well, gotta stream. I'm too old for this stream. Welcome to Now Streaming. Now Streaming on Now Streaming, where we learn what we are now streaming. Now you gotta ask yourself, did I watch three movies or four? I came in to do two things. Shoot bubblegum and tell you what I've been streaming. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I got you for 15 minutes. I'll stream what she's streaming. Honey, where are my streams? I streamed you, Bruce. I streamed you. It ain't about how hard you can stream. It's about how hard you can get streamed and keep streaming forward. That's how streaming is done. What we've got here is a failure to stream. We're streaming along because it's now streaming time. How do you spell that? Now, now streaming. streaming. This week on Now Streaming. Welcome to this week's episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. This is our Now Streaming episode where we talk about things we've been streaming. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, along with Drew. And Drew, one of them uh, spells his name with a U. The other one is supposedly handsome. We also have a guest host on tonight. Tiffany Allen is with the Snipe. Tiff, say hello. Oh. All right, she did just say hello. That's cool. All right, well, uh, on this week. She's, she's a real follower. Yeah, she was very cut and dry. Uh, before we get started on our now streaming, a little bit of fan feedback uh, wanted to bring up. Uh, Dale, once again, has reached out on Twitter and just finished the Armageddon podcast and said two <laughs> things. One, Armageddon is the greatest movie ever made. And two, Agreed. Drew is not good looking. He is an elf of a man. And I don't know what that means because you're taller you than him by at least it? a foot. Yeah, well, that, that definitely means that he hasn't seen Lord of the Rings because those elves are beautiful people. Also very tall. Good point. Yes. Good point. Good point. I'm, so I'm, I'm hey. both hurt, offended, and, I don't know, upset that he's wrong on so many levels. Yeah, so, I mean, that's we got that going for us, which is nice. People are listening. I don't mean so. to take us back to the Armageddon podcast, but no one responded to my text. Oh, uh, we responded a couple times on the We responded on the podcast, which you didn't listen to. That's tough. Again, I've outed myself. I apologize. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. We've we wrote so, for you pretty hard. I, I will now be quiet. <laughs> well, the I, I, had, I had two movies I wanted to talk to you guys about that I went and saw in the theater. The first one was Last Night in Soho. Don't know if you guys had seen this, I've heard of this, know anything about it. It looks Is terrifying. Movie or the theater you went to? No. So the, the movie, Edgar Wright's movie, Last Night in Soho, uh, is out now. It is supposed to be a scary movie. Not super scary, uh, but it has Anna Taylor-Joy and going to forget everybody else's name in that movie. Uh, but it is really, <laughs> really good. Uh, oh. I was going in expecting like a, like a bad horror flick. And man, it was so much fun. Edgar Wright is incredible. The, the lights and the sounds and the, the way it was shot. It was just a really, really good story that was told really, really cool. It's a little scary, but it's not, it's not too scary. Um, I didn't have to cover my eyes only twice. Uh, that, sounds like, twice. that sounds like the perfect, not the podcast you deserve, horror film. A little yes. scary. Yes. But. but it was a really, really great story, and it was told in a really, really cool way, and it was very pretty to look at. Um, so if you're into horror movies or Edgar Wright movies, because it's a pretty classical Edgar Wright movie, uh, Last Night in Soho was a lot of fun. And I also went and saw Eternals uh, in theaters. I have don't think I've ever missed a midnight premiere 
of a Marvel movie, and I was not about to start now. So I went and saw Eternals by myself uh, at 11 o'clock at night <laughs> with a packed theater. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I have this. Is, so normally when I walk out of a Marvel movie for the first time, I'm thinking to myself, I cannot wait to go back to see that movie. I can't, I got to go back to see that movie because I can't wait to see it again. And this time I left that theater saying, I have to go back and see that movie to make sure it's as bad as I felt it was. And I do not say that about Marvel movies. I'm very critical about a lot of movies, but Marvel is usually on my untouchable list. And it was just boring. And it was, it was, it was like they thought that you, the movie viewer, were like an eight-year-old and you'd have your hand held. And like literally at one point in this movie, you see the big thing happen that they've been talking about for 15 god dang minutes. And then you see mm-hmm. it freaking happen for 10 freaking minutes. And then the, they have the deaf girl sign out to the other person. So you literally get subtitles on the screen. It's like, did this thing just happen? And then he signs back. Yes, we just did the thing we've been talking about for 15 minutes. It's just like, oh my dear sweet God, it's a terrible. I did not like it at all. It was oh, pretty, so sad. but I didn't enjoy it. And it and it was not. I don't didn't know any comics about it. Never heard about it. I came in with very low expectations. It was boring. It was plot hole ridden, and it was a lot of thank you for smoking isms in this. Yeah, movie. you know why you didn't ever read any comics about it because they got discontinued in like 1978. Oh wow, really? Yeah, they I didn't got, know like, that. They got brought back, I think, in the mid-2010s as like a revitalized, you know, because we're running out of ideas. So let's just take yeah. those guys and like try to dress them up a little bit. But yeah, their original iteration got canceled pretty quickly. Dude, and you saw it too, right? Yeah, I did. I was, yeah. Am I wrong? Because uh, I feel like no. I'm wrong because everybody else loves it. No, who? Tell me those people. They're That's a, uh, I mean, the critics didn't like it, but it's got a pretty high Rotten Tomato score. The, there were From things the about it. There were things about it that it's funny that you saw it with a packed audience because I saw it. Uh, I don't know two nights later. Uh, yeah, and it. I was like one of ten people in the theater, so like well, they didn't get the memo that it was supposed to be. <laughs> um, but oof, it was it was pretty rough. I fell asleep at one point, and I don't do that, guys. <laughs> oh, I don't do that no. ever. Um, yeah, I I had a lot of problems with it. I thought it like some of the characters. I thought some of the actors did a good job with yeah. their character. Um, I thought some of the CGI and the action was really good, but overall, it it felt a lot like um, Clash of the Titans. If you remember, oh wow, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it came out like in 2010, where it's like a bunch of big name actors, so much cool action, some really cool CGI, and then you watch the trailer, and there's like. 40 different fight scenes and you're like whoa that seems insane how are they going to fit all of that in a movie and the answer is not well because um, <laughs> the Eternals just it, the pacing was horrible they spent yeah. way too long on things I don't care about how, this, when did you see the twist coming I won't spoil for anybody who hasn't seen but like I saw that twist coming immediately immediately obviously. I was like oh that guy, that's the bad guy like, absolutely when they showed up on the ship with <laughs> yeah. their mission, I was like, well, that guy's up to no good. So it wasn't that early for me. But uh, yeah, when they when they first met up on Salma Heights Ranch or whatever, I was like, well, he's the bad guy. <laughs> Pretty clear. And then it was like an hour and a half later 
He's really, I was like, oh my gosh. Also, what a reveal. <laughs> also, <laughs> one of the only things I had heard about going into this movie was, uh, hey, Marvel is doing a sex scene now because they're edgy and cool. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. So let's just find out. And it turns out I feel poorly about that. It was so it, stupid. It didn't mean it, did, it was not necessary. And it no. added nothing. It added nothing. No. So that is my scathing review of the Eternals. Maybe Drew Allen, you get a chance to watch it soon. We can do a full breakdown of the whole thing because like. Today? Think, Are we going today? Can't wait to go see it. They've really sold it very well. We bought tickets while you were talking about it. I think everybody should go see it because I think it's one of those that you need to see for yourself. Um, because I like I, I didn't like Iron Man 2 very much. Didn't love Iron Man 3. Thor the Dark World has no, its no, moments. No, you know, it Captain Marvel kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because Brie, Brie Larson was just kind of like a cardboard cutout of Brie Larson throughout the movie. But I've never not liked a Marvel movie. And I left that movie going, that's a bad movie. <laughs> so I, everybody should go see it for themselves and decide for themselves. And somebody tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, I'd like to know if I'm wrong. Yeah, for sure. At risk of pre-answering our one fan mail we're going to get, I've been told uh, that Angelina Jolie will ruin the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She was the best thing about the movie to me. And Kumail. Uh, uh, is that it? Kumail, uh, Kumail Nanjiani. He was great. And then the speedster. Rob the Stark. Uh, Rob, Rob Stark was pretty good. I mean, okay. his character is oh. so lame. Uh, but but they set up some really cool stuff with John Snow, yeah. Kit Harrington. That was the only thing that was exciting for me was seeing what they do in future. Yeah, for like oh. three scenes. Yeah, don't get excited. Oh. Uh, but they set up some cool stuff for him. Uh, Drew Allen, what have you been streaming, man? Uh, I actually streamed quite a bit this week. I'm excited to talk about it. The first thing, uh, speaking of superhero movies with too large of a cast, I watched the Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League this time, the Justice is Gray version. Ooh, nice. Let me tell you, it doesn't add anything to the story. No extra scenes, no extra dialogue. If anything, it looks like it was kind of an afterthought that they yeah. grayscaled it. And yeah. it really shows up. Um, I like black and white movies, like when they filmed artistically. Like I think that adds a cool, I don't know, theme to the movie. But... This one made the fact that I knew it was filmed in color made me just constantly point out all of the times where the grayscale just made it hard to see what was going on on the screen. Yeah. Because that's a bleak movie to begin with. And to remove what little color it had, I was like, oh. I was about to say, that's already one of Zack Snyder's big things is he like adjusts the color a whole lot in mm -hmm. all of his movies to the fact where Henry Cavill, who plays Superman, was did not know that the. Like the scene at the end of that of that movie when he rips off his shirt underneath and it's the black uh, Superman costume instead of the blue one, like they didn't shoot that with the black costume. Like they did that in post. <laughs> yeah. Like he was just as surprised as wow. anyone else that was the case. So like that would happen to his mustache too. <laughs> also, it happened to his mustache in the Joss Whedon version. Yeah, uh, but just like he does that to all of his movies, he crazy messes with the color scale. So I was like, why would you take away like one of the coolest parts of your movies? Mm -hmm. which is like the weird comic book look to it. And now you just like made it black and white. That was weird. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a, some cool, dark extra layer to the film. And it's like, no, literally he just turned off the color. He just put a <laughs> Snapchat filter on in the movie. At the risk of sounding like a complete and total goon, this, this movie that you're talking about, it's the same mm -hmm. 5 million hour long movie. They just put it in black and white mm -hmm. and you rewatched it. 
Uh, I'm currently three fourths of the way through, so I still got roughly six hours left. Huh. <laughs> I did not know that that was a thing. There are now four versions of this movie just floating around, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, where that movie I feel like tries really hard to imbue these characters with meaning and like tie them down to like these really important representations of I don't know hope and despair. Uh, talking about Justice League, Zack Snyder's cut specifically. And, well, they do that, but they also try really hard to not have fun with it at all. On the opposite end of that scale, uh, I found, I also watched Sorry to Bother You, uh, oh, which wow. is a movie that came out a little while ago, uh, a little late. I think I, was just, I actually rewatched this because um, it reminded me of one of my brother's-in-laws. Uh, who's just, I, I just thought he would really enjoy it. It's a movie about a, a guy who's kind of down on his luck, doesn't have a lot of money, and he becomes a telemarketer and then rises through the ranks and becomes a power caller. And then his friends all are trying to rebel and unionize and fight the system. And he becomes a part of the system and loses his mind uh, or loses his way, I should say. Uh, but it's also got Tia Thompson. I guess I was on a, a Tia Thompson role. And uh, it's really great. And it does a great job of like turning everything up to 11, like all the colors, like the the themes, the, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's, it's got so much style. It's a very stylistic movie. It does mm-hmm. a great job commenting on like capitalism. Uh, I mean, it, it touches on a bunch of things and it has like the weirdest oh, third yeah. act. Like it takes a left turn after being a totally left turn of a movie. It goes, it doubles down and it also hits a lot different now that Army Hammer has come out as a cannibal. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> Which I think actually helps the movie a lot. Just like, I don't know, I don't know. It just, it, it makes his like creepy over the top Mark Zuckerberg-esque role even creepier, which I think works really well for the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go out and see that movie. Uh, it's on Hulu. And if you have already seen it, maybe go watch it again. Uh, also, I just want to be clear. I don't think he came out as a cannibal. I think he got uh, ousted. Outed. Like, yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's not like brave. Like we're not applauding um, him for being like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. stand for your truth. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone's like, ooh, we found out a deep, dark secret about you. And we feel like it's important for the world to know. Yeah, that's a great point to make. Uh, we here at Not The Podcast You Deserve do not support cannibalism. Uh, I apologize for all you cannibals out there listening to our podcast. We do appreciate the listen, but... Uh, I guess go see a therapist. Is that? That's nice. Is that how it works? Nice. Um, the last movie I saw this week uh, was In the Heart of the Sea, another Chris Hemsworth film, and it's the real. It's a story of the story behind Moby Dick, where a sailing ship goes out and fights a white whale. It was one of the better shark movies I've seen in a while, and it's about <laughs> a whale. Let me just say that. It's debatable. <laughs> so. I would give that one my full recommendation. You can skip about an hour into the film because the first part is just about, hey, this is Nantucket whaling and how whaling ships work and how captains got, I don't know. It's a bunch That's of where I felt backstory. Asleep. Yeah. But once you get to the whale hunting part, it really picks up. Ron has spent a lot of time researching movie. whale hunting. All right. You, <laughs> you owe it to Ron Howard to watch that hour. <laughs> Fair enough. But speaking of shark movies, our guest host has said that she may have watched a shark movie. And really want to talk about it. I do. I have a lot of feelings about this movie that I watched with the man that wrote in, Dale. So shout out to Dale, right? Um, it is called Virus Shark. 
and it came out in 2020. Wow, yeah. I'll buy it. See, right? I really just, I've been itching for a good shark movie lately and passed by this one. And we just said, yep, that's the one that, that's the one that me and Dale were going to watch that day. It is about a shark who bites a person and then a pandemic spreads through the world. And oh. you'll never guess the name. You'll ne- anybody want to take a shot? Shark virus. Show-lid. Virus shark. <laughs> and wow. it is a work of art. It is a work of art. I feel like it's um it's one of those more like indie films, I guess you would call it. I shot in definitely in a high school bathroom. <laughs> uh, at one point you can see like the rankings of the swimmers at the high school. Yeah. 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 Yes. And also the high school bathroom. (laughs) They're like water fountains. They're supposed to be in an underwater lab as most good shark movies. Yeah. Of course. course. But um, if you're not doing diabolical testing on a shark, are you even trying? It is awesome. You could literally see the, the, there are little painted on swimmers. And there are real risers where people actually go to watch these swim meets at this high school, but that's where the shark is. There's oh, wow. a shark puppet. And I have to do more research. A very, a very poorly done CGI shark that they just keep replaying, but they'll put different polka yeah. dots on it to make it oh, look okay. infected. I think it's like oh, different stuff in the yeah. background. Like this no. is a different one going from no, a no, different. No, no, same area. background. Same background gotcha. to be clear. Oh, that's yeah. worse actually, I think. Yeah. Honestly, uh, 10 out of 10. Highly recommend it. Virus. Wow. Tiff, what would you say if you had to guess the budget for that movie was? Oh, I actually do know. I actually do know it exactly. Over under 10 million. Uh, Okay, 10 million Kyle's guess. I'm going to say. Sci fi's got some money. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. 40 grand. 40 grand. (laughs) Guys, I've got the over (laughs) Yeah. This work of art was made for a total of $182. What? That's not real. Check me on IMDb. I am so serious. Dale and I looked it up almost immediately. And the craziest thing is, watching the whole movie, we are not certain at which point that $182 had been invested. (laughs) And so watch it. Let me know what you think. Where did the $182 go? We don't know. Pretty great. (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Crawford, what are you watching? Uh, so I also watched an Edgar Wright movie uh, recently. I watched Baby Driver. And yeah. It's so good. I've seen That's... it before, but I was with somebody who hadn't seen it, and I was like, oh, come on. Kyle, uh, you love car chases? Yeah, it's like a car chase set to musicals, and I love it. It's so fun. It's two of my favorite things, and I think two of Kyle's least favorite things. I love musicals. Don't like car chases. That was a tough uh, one for me to get through, but I love Edgar Wright. So, what are you do? Yeah, I, all the actors do a great job. Uh, nobody totally upstages anybody else. Um, Kevin Spacey kind of steals some scenes when he's in them. Uh, but bro, I forgot about Kevin Spacey in that movie. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, another thing who has been ousted as yeah. being a bad person. But so speaking of actors yeah. that are hard to go back and watch films about. Yeah. 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 It's always be a good movie. Um, but yeah, I, I love Baby Driver. I had a lot of fun. Uh, and it also is really an uplifting moment for me when I 
tell somebody that they should watch a movie and they go, I don't know. And then I put it on anyway. And then they go, okay, that was really good. Yes. Justified. Um, uh, And then I am watching the Sopranos uh, still uh, working through that on HBO max. Yes. Update please. Is it, is it worth it? Is it worth the time that you got to put into it? Yes. I'm enjoying, I'm Mm -hmm. enjoying the heck out of it. Okay. But then, yeah, the the other thing I saw was the Eternals and uh, there's just so many comments. Uh, I will say I was skeptical going in and then was confirmed when the name of your movie implies that your people can't die. Mm. The stakes do not exist. Mm. I just do not care. Every little bit of controversy that got into is like, all right, you're just going to live for 7,000 years. Who cares? But then they told they, they, they should have just been told like yeah sorry no spoilers but like yeah it should have just been called like the people who can't die of old age because you find Correct. out they Correct. can die. Correct. Um, That's enough spoiling for one episode of not the. Podcast. I'm so upset with you. Remember. I'm so, I I know that I, you said it's a bad movie, but I'm so upset with you. I will also say the the other thing that really just got my goat uh, was that the bad guy the guy that they tell you is the bad guy does like a dragon ball z majin boo like evolution in the middle of the movie and becomes like a totally different bad guy who can now yeah. like speak and and you're just like, okay yeah yes um, so many so over you when i was watching this movie i was thinking of the point in our last podcast when drew allen said white house down and Olympus has fallen, run into some similar roadblocks. But every time that White House Down took a right turn to explore other avenue, Olympus mm-hmm. has fallen, just kept on pushing forward to get to the point. Mm-hmm. This movie took so many right and left turns. It was, man, God have mercy. I need to see it again just to make sure it's as bad as I think it was. I won't. I won't do it. You can't make me. <laughs> I think one of the coolest speedsters that we've seen on film and the whole time I was like, I'm really glad she doesn't just run around in a circle. Like they always make the speedster doing superheroes, superhero movies. And then she totally just runs around a circle around the bad guy. And I was like, God dang it. Does he run what out of oxygen? Do? He does. Yeah. Yeah. Sure does. does. Yep. It's hard not to, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Eternals, bleh, last night in Soto, Soho. Great. Uh, Baby Drown. Driver, great. Baby Driver, great. Yeah. Sorry about you. Shark virus. Don't forget about shark virus. It's virus shark. Virus, Virus. very important. Yeah, yeah. Very important. Watch that one and In the Heart of the Sea and tell me which one's a better shark movie. I was trying to think of the name of the movie. In the Heart of the Sea. In the Heart of the Sea does not have, doesn't really feature sharks. I have a one. Yeah. But I still think it counts. Well, two movies that definitely don't feature sharks we'll be talking about next on Not the Podcast You Deserve as we compare and contrast Bring It On with one of the greatest movies of all time. Woo. Fired up. Are you fired up? <laughs> We're fired F-U. up. Oh. How do you spell that? F you. Not that way either. We'll catch you next time on Not the Podcast.